Hey, everybody, how are you? It's Jeff and Joelle for another episode of Real Talk with Jeff and Joelle. So we're trying to think about what we can talk about, and we really wanted to start getting the client stuff. But I just put up a whole force-free post this morning and, um, with a great narrative. I put it up on Instagram and on Facebook, and you know it's on Facebook especially. It's going to get a huge amount of backlash. Oh, yeah. But... I'm getting to the point now where we are in an emergency situation out there with dogs. We're seeing dogs that are totally untrained, owners that are confused, and dogs that actually are struggling psychologically. So I put up a post, and but what a scam the whole force-free movement is. And you're going to get a lot of people out there. Obviously, they're, they're going to defend their agenda. It's like just like I'm defending my agenda, and I get it. You know, the, the difference is I don't go on other people's pages and tell them my agenda works. Right. But for some weird reason, they not only get shitty results. I can actually say that because they do. They know they do. The client knows they do. The marketplace knows they do. And um, I mean, everybody knows they do. And for some reason, they keep drinking the Kool-Aid and keep pushing the agenda. Oh, well, it's an easy sell. It's an easy sell. It's made to feel good. Mm-hmm. And But it doesn't work. Right. And let's also remember, we use positive reinforcement to train dogs. We use a reward-based system. We clicker train. We use food. We use toys. We use play. We use a reward-based system. 95% of the work we do is reward-based, but we also use corrections. Why? That's how you stop unwanted behaviors. We also don't tell people to get rid of their dogs. Now, have I? Sure. But these are truly dangerous dogs. But most of these dogs that come into us that have failed can be easily, easily turned around. Some of them turn around in a day. Yep. A lot of them, it takes a lot of work, but some of them as easy as a day. But meanwhile, for some reason, they keep going through tons of training and rehab without any results. Then people blame the owners. Now, are there owners that are lazy? Of course there are in every category of life. But... Has anybody ever looked at, they blame the dog, they blame the owner instead of blaming the ideology. Let's start dissecting the ideology. Mm-hmm. So somebody posted on my page that I don't understand what force-free means and you shouldn't denigrate other training methods. And I'm like, LOL. I said, meanwhile, that's all and it's like, meanwhile, that that's all us. they do. That's part of the agenda is to denigrate other training methods. That's really part of the agenda. Mm-hmm. And I responded in a very well-spoken out comment. And ironically, they said, I don't have time to argue. It's like, okay. But they have time to so troll you your page. came onto my page, which is the MO. You make a statement, which is an attack statement. Or people will say, they'll say, they don't have time to argue. Or why am I so defensive? Yep. Meanwhile, they fired the first shot. Yep. So usually when someone fires the first shot, you counter that's usually how it works. Mm-hmm. But they always want to play so the victim. I'm, w- I'm willing to make it have a discussion, which I never do. Yeah. But on this post, I'm going to leave open for 24 hours for discussion. And then I'm going to shut it down because it'll be out of control. Yeah. So, you know, I responded and their response was, I don't have time for this. And I'm like, but you came out of my page. I actually don't have time for this either. And then, so I don't understand what force free means. So maybe I don't. So I went on to numerous people, numerous people's websites mm-hmm. that say they do force-free training. Numerous. Okay. And I found this same clause on almost every one of them. Cut and paste. So, yes. Yeah, so I 
took a picture of it. Force-free dog training methods involve teaching your dog proper behaviors without the use of pain, intimidation, and coercion. Okay, why do they have to go there? Right. Why do they have to say pain, pain intimidation, intimidation, and coercion? Now, coercion, you're full of fucking shit. Using food is coercion. Okay. Reward-based training, clicker training is coercion. Yep. Okay, so let's get that straight right there. You do use coercion, so don't lie. Are you going on to a bunch of positive reinforcement trainers who don't like prong cowers, don't like um, um, any correctional-based training, and say, why are you using co coercion? Because if you use food, you're using coercion. If you use a reward-based system, you're using coercion. If you use toys, you're using coercion. Like, let's understand what these words mean. So right off the bat, in the first sentence, they are trying to scare dog owners. 100%. They're literally right there. using scare tactics. Right. So using... Pain, intimidation. Right. Who said anything about pain and intimidation? Right. What do you think we're doing? But it's like, but yes, you do. Raise your voice. That's intimidation. Right? Mm -hmm. Coercion. You do that. So two out of the three, you do. Now, are you inflicting pain? Well, you're not getting rid of pain, mental pain. Also, if you can't stop a dog fight, there is pain. If you can't stop a dog from jumping, there is pain. How about the pain that the owner suffers from having an untrained dog and bad results? How about that pain? We could take it one step further too. And how many of these dogs are beyond confused from these methods? And now you have mental anguish as well for the dog. Right. They're confused. They literally have no idea what you want or what you don't want. There's food being thrown at them at improper times. Like you're reinforcing bad behaviors and then they still don't understand what is expected of them. Right. Right. Okay. That's mental anguish. Next, yes, me. Next sentence. Okay. So that's the first sentence, which is, we just debunked. So maybe I just don't understand English. So now are we going to talk, say Jeff doesn't understand English? Like, I don't know. These methods also do not use choke chains, okay? But do you use any form of collar that chokes? Do you use a flat buckle collar? That chokes. A martingale? That chokes, okay? Also, if you're using a halty, that's coercion. And I'm not against halties, okay? If you're using leash, FYI, that is coercion. If you use a slip lead, that is coercion. So are you, this is what they do. They pick and choose what they want to go after. They pick and choose. Okay. Well, I want to define coercion here. So I okay. pulled up the, the definition, the practice of persuading someone to do something by using force or threats. So even that definition is wrong. No, co coercion in this instance for dog training, they think coercion is force. Force or threats. Or threats. But it's, that's what I mean. The definition is wrong. No. Well, if that's the, the definition, that, that's the definition. But that's what I mean. The definition is wrong. You can also use bribery. Right. You can also use verbal manipulation. But regardless, though, any leash on a dog is force. Right. Me this, that means you are using coercion. But I can say this. Like, it's all semantics. I can say this. If you don't... <laughs> do these chores, you can't go out and play. Mm -hmm. Am I or am I not using coercion? 
Yeah. Right. That's a threat, technically. Okay. Right. But when they say threat, they always think physical, yeah. harmful. Right. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's yeah. where I'm going with this. They're using so, the, the mental like right. manipulation of right. it. Right. Exactly. To scare people. They're using a play on words. Yeah. So if I can say, if you don't do this behavior, you don't get you this don't get food, food reward. Right. That is coercion. But according to the definition, it's not, but but it is though. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. So that's what I mean by the definitions are wrong. The definition doesn't go deep enough. Right. The definition makes it look like it's a negative when we can define coercion as just about anything. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, about yeah. anything. Okay. These methods also do not use choke chains, prong cowers, pinch cowers, um, which, by the way, prong cowers and pinch cowers are the exact same thing. Okay. <laughs> or other forms of physical manipulation. Really? Physical manipulation. So now you're lying again in sentence two. You absolutely use physical manipulation. 100%. 100%. And if you deny it, you are an outright blatant liar. Show me a video of you training a dog. I will show you how you use coercion and physical manipulation. So I don't understand what force-free dog training is. I don't understand. You don't understand. Okay. okay? So again, though, physical manipulation I want to take these all like step by step and break them down. So most people think, oh, leash, right? Oh, leash is physical manipulation. But dog training in general is starts with body language. It's all physical so manipulation. Even if they had these dogs off leash in their house, okay. you're going to be using spatial pressure and body pressure to right. be communicating with right. them at some point. Right. Let's talk about training a dog on the weave poles. Right. Is that a natural thing for a dog to do? No. So you're using physical manipulation. Mm-hmm. Right? Correct? I mean, everything involves in dog training involves physical manipulation. So don't piss in the house. I want you to physically go outside and piss and piss outside. Is that physical manipulation? On a leash, most right. likely. Or, or even not on a leash. Mm-hmm. Just don't, don't let the dog piss in the house. So you're, you're actually like, I'm manipulating you physically to go outside and pee and poo. Like, again, these are all play on words. Mm-hmm. It fits their agenda. What they're trying to do is make it sound like if you don't, it's a marketing ploy. There's no such thing as force-free. So when I say there's no such thing as force-free, people are quick to say, I don't understand force-free. But I, you're right. I am confused. <laughs> going with this definition, though. Yes. <laughs> but you're right. Here. I am confused. I don't understand it. I agree with you. Rather, you correct your dog by ignoring them walking away from them, or turning them away from something they dislike. Okay. I thought that in sentence... Like manipulation I today. thought in sentence <laughs> two, where you're not allowed to use physical manipulation, right? turning the dog away, which would probably involve a leash, is physical manipulation. Or food, which is coercion. Right. So your own definition contradicts of the force-free agenda is contradictory (laughs) okay force-free training is a great way to teach your dog good manners without the threat here we go again scare tactics force-free training is a great way to teach your dog good manners without the threat of hurting or scaring your dog wow So why, why are we going there wow so so why do we have to go to hurting your dog and what is the definition of hurting your dog Mm mm-hmm but dogs self-mutilate. 
scaring your dogs. We get so many dogs that are afraid of bags floating in the air, and I have not even met them yet. Where did that happen? Hurting your dog. Why do they have to? Mentally, you're hurting your dog by keeping them in a state of fear or confusion or anxiety for an extended period of time. So just fixing the issue. Or how about this? They hurt humans and they hurt other dogs. They hurt cats. Right. Like, what does hurting mean? But again, this agenda is designed. Yes, it is. This agenda is designed to say you should use force-free dog training because your dog won't won't be scared or hurt and you'll still get results. That's why you should use force-free dog training. Yep. Yeah, it plays right on it pulls right on your heartstrings. So it's even their message, their their definition. So it's all designed for the consumer to feel good and for them to feel good. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. It doesn't work. And they don't get results. So when you have a dog that's jumping on a human being, and if you ignore it, that will work? Hmm. Really? Turning your back on it? That will work? So you've got yourself a 150-pound corso jumping on your back, and you should ignore it? You should turn your back on them? Or you should walk away from them? Or you should turn the dog away with a leash. Really? You know how strong those dogs are? But but, but if it works, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? If it worked, wouldn't everyone just be doing it? There wouldn't even be a need for another way. There wouldn't be a need for balanced training or tools if this stuff worked. Or how about even, we don't even say, we don't even have to say balanced. But it's, we can say balance for the, the, the term of yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. I, so, so I think we want to talk about the consumer being lied to by an organized agenda that is leaving dogs untrained, dangerous, turned into shelters, killed, and owners who are left frustrated, spending gobs of money, too much time on an ideology that does not work, defeated, relationships breaking up, the loss of their self-worth to themselves. And people might think, like, as you're listing this off, like, oh, that sounds far-fetched, but no. No. That is, like, 90% of our clientele. They've tried everything. They've tried it all. And they're not lazy. We, we don't take lazy clients. Nope. We only take hardworking That's clients. That's the thing. You can be the most hardworking client, but if you're using the wrong method, it's still not going to work. No. You can train till you're blue in the face with this stuff, but it's not going to work. Right. That's like, why would you continue doing the same thing over and over? Isn't that the definition of insanity? Because of the threats of you making it worse for your dog because the threat of you destroying the relationship of your dog, almost every one of our clients that has not used a approach of this is acceptable. 
So we're going to give you rewards. This is not acceptable. So we're going to apply a correction or punisher. They are struggling. This is before they met us. Mm-hmm. So there is an organized force out there that is trying to make it look like if you don't follow their agenda, and their agenda is even confusing, that you will destroy the relationship, which frankly is already destroyed. You will psychologically harm your dog, which is already psychologically harmed. You will make your dog worse. The dog already is pretty worse. So why would you alleviate from that? But meanwhile, you're left with an untrained dog, a trainer that keeps getting paid every week. Yeah. And an owner who goes broke. And what else is like, this is what gets me, I think, the most frustrated is people, when they decide to finally try the new method, like, okay, this isn't working. Mm. I'm going somewhere else. They're now shamed. Oh, you should have tried harder. You should have done it longer. It can take anywhere from six months to a few years. It's like, who gets right. a dog and is like, I'm not going to be able to actually enjoy my dog until it's three to five years old, if right. it even lives that long. Yeah. And if you weren't aware of that, owners are actually, we work with so many owners. I travel the world. I've been doing this for 20 years. This is not my first rodeo. These are not ego statements. It's just like so many owners are told it's going to take years to solve this problem. And for some weird reason, sometimes it takes a day. Yeah. Like, could you, like, I just cannot fathom anything like that. You have a dog for only such a limited amount of time as it is. Like their lives are way too short to begin with. And now you have to spend five years training a recall. You should be able to enjoy your dog within the first month you own it. Mm. That's like the point of getting a dog. Now, some things do take longer. Yeah, of course. But five years? Or not even that. One year? Some serious behaviors one year sounds reasonable, but those are serious life and death behaviors. Right. But, but for basic obedience, for off-leash obedience, Recall. Yeah. for state of mind, shouldn't take a year. No. It shouldn't. It shouldn't take a year. It doesn't take a year. And again, we're talking pet dogs. Like our clients want off-leash freedom. They want a good walk. They want a recall. Like, we're not talking competition, things like that. Like, we, our clients are just like, I want to be able to take my dog places. A great example is our great... I want to be able to leave the house without my dog here's a great. Here, here's a great example. We, we have a, a, um, an online course called Green to Graduate. We took a dog that didn't even know its name. It did not know its name. And in 10 days, that dog was off-leash trained. Mm-hmm. And we have video documentation video documentation to prove it and that's not a okay that's the norm that's not unique that's the norm but we deal with dogs with serious behavioral issues that's why we do longer boarding trains but in a two-week boarding train can you get a dog to be off-leash trained that also depends on a little bit on the dog, but it sure as hell depends on the training style as well. Mm-hmm. So I think let's talk about, so let's talk about the concept of some of their scary words they throw out there. Force. Yeah. That's a big one. one. 
They love to use the term force. In a bad way. In a negative way. Yeah. All I can say is everything in life revolves around Force. force. Sure does. We need to look at it subjectively. Right. So... What's their definition of force? See, they, they've got their own agenda and their own definitions. Let's look up the proper definition of force right. here. So what they say is force, but, but you are using force. Food training involves force. Food training involves, what's the definition? Um, strength or energy as an attribute of physical action or movement. But I would go even farther. It doesn't have to be physical. But then number two, here's another one. Coercion or compulsion, especially with the use or threat of violence. So that's their definition. That's where they go. Why? So they always go, because that one sounds scarier. Yes. So, but I think coercion. So here's another, which I feel like this is the most like scientific one. Force is a push or pull upon an object resulting from the object's interaction with another object. Right. That's just that's, like standard. That's standard dog training right there. Yeah. Right. Right. But, uh, well, of violence. But that's, that's pressure and release. But they go with, so instead of going with it, actually the one that actually sounds more, because they are big on science, the one that actually sounds more scientific. Yeah. The other ones they sound, take the emotional. They take the emotional one. Those were, the other ones were emotional. Yeah. Very. The other, the other ones were emotional. Mm-hmm. So. They're, they're, if they're really trying to go with the truth, you would go with number three. Yes. Which is pressure and release. Yeah. So. Like right now, we have force upon us. Gravity sitting in a chair. Like There's always force. There's force everywhere. You have to force your shoes on if they're too snug. Right. Right. Ladies, ladies. Okay. I've just seen some videos and I've just seen you put your tight pants on. Oh, geez. Yeah, that's definitely force. Okay. But the acrobatic routines that some of the ladies do to get their freaking pants on. Men too. A lot of ladies though. All right. It's, you know, you're using force to get them damn pants on and that zipper up. All right. So I, I just think that this picking of choosing of definitions, this picking of choosing of words that are designed to scare you into not doing something this picking of choosing of lies from the truth in order to push an agenda is at the point now where i put up that post we're doing a show and i said i'm going to just go hard against the force free because i think a lot of these people are They'll throw out it. They'll throw out a phrase like "great example today." Someone jumped on my page and said, "I normally don't respond to these people, but because they don't know what they're talking about." Yeah, it's like Jeff, you don't know what force free actually means, and why do you have to denigrate other training styles? And I'm like, I said, I actually do know what force free means, and if you want to talk about the denigration of other training styles, maybe you should talk to the folks that are preaching force free. Because they are the biggest denigrators of other training styles. Mm-hmm. The biggest ones. Definitely. So I do understand what force-free means. Do you, do, you want, do you understand and does the force-free camp understand what other trainers are doing? 
or are they just making up stuff? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just making up stuff. It's a mad, they're imagining what other people do. And then they're imagining the results from the dog when it's not true. The thing too is like the whole divide, right? There's a big divide in dog training. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. And I like to think many trainers who believe in true corrections like we do, right. we're pretty open-minded people. Like, I just want to see what works. Show me that it works. I'll give it a go. Right. But for some reason, they're not interested. They are not interested not in even all. understanding how or why we use the nope. methods we do. Nope. They immediately are just like, no, right. it is wrong. It is evil. It is mean. It is abusive. But they don't do the research to truly understand right. the methods behind it. No. They don't understand it at all. They don't want to understand it at all. They yeah. pass judgment. They'll see a tool on a dog and they assume that it's harmful just because they don't just agree because, with it. Even if it's just sitting there. That's the, that's, that's, I think that's, that's the point right there is because they don't understand it, they associate harm with it. Yeah. Which because, is human because, nature. Because they don't do it, they associate harm. Yeah. So because they don't do it, it must not fit into their agenda. Therefore, it's harmful to the dog. Because if it wasn't harmful to the dog... They would do it. Right. But, but meanwhile, you already are harming the dog and the owner by right. not getting results. I mean, I think the marketplace has gotten to a point where it's smart enough to know what works and what doesn't work. And they really are. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, did, how does a dog trainer constantly take money from folks when they can't even get the basic commands done? And, and I'm not talking about in a sterile environment classroom. I'm talking about in the real world. Mm-hmm. Where it actually counts. Right. That's the whole point is you get your dog out of your house. Right. And you do stuff with your dog. Also, I think they've got the bar set really low. Right. Now, are there dog trainers out there that say they don't use corrections, even though they do, that have got highly trained dogs? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But those are also the dogs that are possibly or are designed to work and respond well to a lot of and there are, that's reward-based there training. are dogs out there that are like that. Right. You own, own you, you own one. Right. Literally never needed really any corrections ever. Right. Like, if you even just looked at him the wrong way, he'd be like, I'm sorry. Right. So, but that's not... That's that not, would actually be intimidation, are, though. Right. That is technically that's, intimidation. That's intimidation, right. It's coercion. It's, yes. So you, you, you still used intimidation. Yeah. Right. You still used intimidation. If you didn't say... Bert in a did you ever say Bert? Okay. Every time you said your dog's name, did you say it in a calm, neutral tone? No. No. Oh my god, no. Okay. If you changed your tone at all, therefore you'd be so nervous. Therefore, therefore yeah. you use intimidation. Right. It's true. So your voice is a tool. Mm-hmm. You can be intimidating with your voice. Energy. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You could be I can intimidate another human being with a soft, loving voice but a different choice of words. Mm-hmm. If you don't leave this house, I will take out my gun and I will shoot you dead where you stand. And I will open up my jacket and they will see a gun. I didn't raise my voice. Mm-hmm. Am I using intimidation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Am I using coercion to even leave my house? Yes. Yeah. Did I hurt them? No. 
Right. Did I threaten them? Yes, I did. But I talked to them in a calm, quiet, loving Okay, well, let's not even voice. go to that extreme, though. Like, what was the example you used with the kid? Yeah, if you don't finish your homework, you can't go play outside. Right, without yelling. Technically, that's a threat. Right. That's coercion. So, and you can say it with love. Yeah. You know, Angelo, if you don't finish your work, you can't, for him, he loves to read. You can't read your books. Pretty simple. Yeah. But so, it still is a form of right. force or whatever, coercion. Right. You're forcing a dog to do something but because it, you're taking but something it doesn't, he wants but away. But that doesn't fit their agenda. That is acceptable to do. Yeah. But that's still force and coercion. Mm-hmm. So they want to make it look scary. But everybody uses force and coercion. Everybody. Even force-free dog trainers use force and, conver- and coercion. Mm-hmm. If you're a force-free trainer, show me a video of you training a dog. I will point out where there's coercion and force being used and intimidation. Yeah. And I would like to see all of these behaviors that we see every day, I would like to see them resolved with this methodology. That's the other thing. I can't fathom it working. Right. And every time you ask for videos, you get more weird answers from them like i don't have to prove things so so you get sort of answers like i don't have time yeah but you had time to come on my page uninvited and put out that comment and like when we ask i generally am curious i just want to see an example of it working right but i don't want to see just the end results i need to see the before during and after or else i won't or else i won't believe you of course Right. Because if it works, you should have no problem showing it. Right. So we did, we just were launching a nail course and we used a ton of force, a ton of force, a ton of coercion. We used corrections. But if we only showed from day four on, we're only talking about 10 to 15 minutes a day. If we only showed from four, day four on of the dog calmly lying down, yeah. getting its nails done. What a freaking lie. If we, and, if we, and if we said, we got this dog, we didn't even show the beginning. We just made up the story. Yeah, we got him to do it through treats and encounter. Not even treats. Just through gentle physical touch. Yeah. And through a soft, kind voice. That's a great sell. Sure is. And you know what? People would go, wow, so I can do that? And then we advertised a course. (laughs) Then we advertised a course. And then a dog like that that we actually did in the video came in and none of it worked. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think I actually put in the course description, if you don't believe in corrections, do not buy this course. Right. It's like, because that is the number one most important part of that video is like the one or two corrections you gave that dog and it completely flipped the tables like he was just like okay yeah you can do my nails now now we're talking about that dog is a couple years old tops now we're talking about 10 more years of a dog lying down calmly getting his His nails owner sends me videos every day Mm. he's laying down doesn't even have a leash on Mm. doing his nails right think about that so uh, a lot of it a lot of times people like to show the finished product but they don't show if they do show the finished product they don't show how they got there 
The reason why they don't show how they got there, because force was used, coercion was used, corrections were used, possibly discomfort was used. So I think it's time for owners to share their stories on how, and they are, to start standing up saying, we tried it, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more owners because, because talking about it. We see it all the time. Mm-hmm. We meet these owners. Now, a lot of people can say that, well, this dog went to a shock collar trainer, which I don't know what that means. What's a shock collar trainer? Because it's all dog training. And the dog got messed up. I'm like, you know how many messed up dogs we get that we haven't even started yet with? Like, we show them coming in the door. Beyond messed up. Yeah. So I think it's time for the public to have their eyes opened up and be educated. We are doing our part to demonstrate, to show, to talk about, to discuss what we do. We really show what we do. And if we don't show it, we talk about it. But for some reason, a lot of folks who like to be on the attack side and say that that's all wrong, they're not showing what they're doing. Or they're only showing it in a classroom environment. They're not showing it in a highly, you know, environmental situation. So today, this morning on my Instagram stories, we walked by that corner house that has three dogs lunging and barking, huge dogs, German shepherds. It took, we were, you know, at the, at the at yeah, fence. And I had girl on a slip lead and we just walked right past them. And I stopped. I actually filmed. I'm like, yeah, she's on a slip lead. So if that was the story, like, yeah, she, she never needed a correction. I just put a slip lead on her and I just used, you know, you know, got her to look at me and use rewards and she never cared about those other dogs. That'd be a lie. Mm-hmm. But it would look good. Sure would. So if we took that video and turned that into a the promo to for us to how to sell some some course about how relationship-based training, you don't need to correct your dog, get you these results. We'd sell a ton of them, but it would be a lie. Yep. Or maybe it would just be more money spent that doesn't work. Right. So I think it's important for folks mm-hmm. to realize that there is a there is a cult-like agenda out there that is trying to convince you that if you don't follow their rules, you're harming your dog. And that right there, that imagined harm is what honestly keeps so many owners stuck because they're like, whoa, if I try anything different, it's going to be so much worse. They've been brainwashed. They've literally been like conditioned to believe that anything outside of this realm of training is going to make their relationship worse, the training worse, the dog worse. So they just stay stuck and they don't even know how much better it can be. No. They have no idea. There's so many trainers out there. I'm sorry. You know, you get those people once in a while and they end up on our page and they're like, holy shit, how am I just finding out about this? There's so many people that watch one video and say, my life just changed. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. 
One video. Yeah. There's even even a simple video like the place command. Mm-hmm. They're like, I watched your video on place. This is the first time in five years we've been able to sit down as a family and not have our dog bother us. And it's not like they weren't training their dog. Yeah. It just didn't work. Exactly. So I think... Am I attacking the force-free agenda? I think I am. I think I am. I think I am, actually. I think I'm calling them out as a bunch of liars. I think I'm calling out this whole force-free training. If we're going by this, and if I'm wrong on this, please educate me on what it really means, and I will poke as many holes in them as you want me to. Because what you're doing is you're threatening the public. You're threatening and scaring and lying to the public. That is what you're doing. So if that is going to be what I attack, that is what I am attacking. That is what I'm I'm attacking. I'm attacking your lies. I'm attacking your lies. Because you are lying. You're lying and you're scaring the public. So I am attacking that. It is made to sound as great selling, but you're lying. And yes, I'm attacking it. <clears throat> so, and I'll stand up and do it. Because people are, they'll talk about it and people, they're going to come on the page and they're going to tell me all this other stuff. And I'm like, yep, heard that before. Yep, heard that before. Yep, heard that before. Yeah. And then they'll go on the big, they'll be like, at least I'm not bonking the dog or shocking the dog. I'm like, fine. Then don't. Mm-hmm. But stop lying at least. So I don't believe I'm wrong, but my wrong does not make you right. Correct? So I'm not lying. We're upfront about what we do. And it works. And that doesn't just work with us. It works with many people. In fact, I don't even need to know if we even need to go, need to go there about how good the work we do or fellow trainers that train similar to us do. Mm-mm. I think we just have to point out that the public is being lied to. And results speak. Results speak for themselves. Why, why is this such a big concern for you? For me? Mm-hmm. Um, I think because we've worked with enough clients and... I see, like I said, my big sticking point often is seeing owners waste years of their dog's lives to get nowhere. And we already have such a small amount of time with our dogs. Mm. Why do you want to keep doing things that don't work? And then you're peer pressured into continuing to do the things that don't work. Mm. And then everybody loses. The dog loses. The owners lose. There's no winning until they finally think, like, is there another way? There has to be another way. Think about that. Being in that owner's shoes. It's like, so I'm the only one with a dog that literally doesn't change. Like, how how isolating that must feel when you've tried probably multiple trainers who all fall within this ideology, but you're still not getting results. So then you feel so defeated because not a single one can help you. That to me is what hurts, I guess, the most is like knowing the struggle that these people are going. I've been there. Now I didn't go to 
go through three, four, five trainers. I went through one and I'm like, I've had enough of this. And thank God I like had YouTube and found you and went to your seminars. But some people it's, it's not that quick of a transition. They're too afraid. They're too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. My big concern is always the consumer. Yeah, absolutely. The marketplace. I can't stand the marketplace being lied to. I can't stand it. And then I can't stand how they throw studies at you, science at you. To belittle you almost, to make right. you feel like stupid. Or they'll ask you like, <clears throat> well, where did you learn? Are you certain? Like, they, they want to get you on the, on the, well, they're certified. Yep. It's like, it doesn't make a difference. You're certified by, by fellow thinkers that like you're all following the same agenda. It doesn't take much for that. I'm, I'm more results oriented. Absolutely. I want to see results. Yeah. Don't we all? Right. Especially when it comes to our dogs who are potentially harming other people and animals. That's interesting. It's just really, really interesting because everything I read about this force-free agenda, it's like I can't see it working on any of the dogs we get in. Mm-mm. Even easy dogs, I can't see it working. No. Dogs need direction. Because even the easiest dogs we get are still challenging to the most If to you most want people. to actually do stuff with them. Right. If you actually want them to be like off-leash trained dogs. baseline, baseline, most basic, basic protocol of our program is getting every dog up to public access training. Right. Most people don't make it there in 10 classes, most 20 people, classes. Most people can't get out of the training room. Right. But we're doing it in, that's a standard. That is, every dog gets that, yeah. that comes through our program. Yeah. So I think our bar is just set differently. Our bar is set high, but reasonable. Yeah. And there's no reason why every dog in America in the world can't have that bar. Yeah. We don't even guarantee, because the dogs we get, we don't guarantee off leash, but we guarantee your dog can go places with you. Mm-hmm. Why can't your dog lay down next to you at a coffee shop? For three hours. Yeah. Right? You know? And it's like, but people will turn that, it's like, well, it's afraid to get up. And I'm like, no, it's been trained to lie down. Why, right. do, why do people... Have, right. Perspective. So, so why exactly? It's like, why do people have to go there? Like, we just put up a video of one of the trainers, two children, maybe three children, and there's two kids, and all the kids, the, between the kids and the trainers, all skateboarding and jumping and running around mayhem there yeah it was total mayhem yeah and two or three dogs were just lying there mm-hmm. ignoring them yep. and i trust you they did not come in that way and they weren't sitting there in fear afraid to move they've been trained not to move yeah and most dogs in most training centers that i've gone to that don't practice a consequence for an unwanted behavior can't even hold it down stay with a ball going by Right. I'm tired of the public being lied to. I won't stand for it anymore. I've got your back. Jeff Gelman, Joel, real talk. Everyone have a wonderful day. Bye.